Your heart. It's the only one you have. Fortunately, you also have a choice. Expert cardiologists, talented surgeons, highly skilled specialists, all of whom chose WakeMed. Why? The main reason is the same reason patients choose WakeMed. Everything you need for the best possible care is right here. Learn more at WakeMed.org. WakeMed Heart and Vascular Physicians. Your heart, your choice. As we go in depth, let's get right into the mailbox tonight. We got a ton of emails this week to Dan at WRAL.com. And just as a reminder, or for people seeing this segment for the first time, it's a bit different than the typical news segments that you'll see. We discuss some pretty difficult topics. It's often controversial, and there are rarely two sides to the stories that we discuss. Sometimes it's more like 10 different sides. Your opinions and feedback are pivotal to how we cover them. So please email me at Dan at WRAL.com. Now, we started the week talking about curfews for kids as Fayetteville considers one to curb youth violence there. Now we discussed why the police chief there wants one and how countless research projects show that they don't really work. Carolyn said, Dan, it would work better if law enforcement knew the ages of the minors in the homes and go door to door to check randomly to check to see if they are home. And if they aren't, parents need to be accountable. This sounds very effective. But it's also a little terrifying, isn't it? One of the most difficult balancing acts that we have with policing is how to be effective without infringing on our rights. It's a component of the curfew topic that we really didn't discuss on Monday. Check out this headline from PBS. Curfews give sweeping powers to cops. They quoted the ACLU saying, by making presence on public streets anywhere in these cities unlawful, these measures give police too much discretion over whom to arrest. So think of it this way, technically, if Fayetteville passes its curfew as proposed right now, police could stop anyone after midnight as long as they think that person might be a teenager, which is pretty subjective, don't you think? Especially at night looking into a car or anyone that looks like a kid skipping school during the day. Meaning if you're a young looking 20 year old walking to work, they could stop and question you just because of your baby face. Obviously, those are extreme examples, but possible and something that shouldn't be ignored when discussing the powers that we give to police. We also talked about our aging politicians this week and how we should account for age in leadership after recent polls show that Americans are a little leery of reelecting a president at age 82. We discussed the newest research into how our brains age, some of the misconceptions that people have. You can find those stories on WRAL.com. Just search Dan Haggerty. They'll come up now. As you can imagine, this is a bit of a touchy subject, and a viewer named Rebecca took issue with a part of my reporting that, according to overwhelming research and consensus, cognitive decline to some degree is inevitable as we age, especially into your 80s and beyond. She said, we need to address cognitive ability as a standalone issue, period. We also need to address ageism, as she hoped uh, I would make people aware uh, that October 7th is Ageism Awareness Day, and I think that's a pretty good idea. You can find lots of information from the American Society on Aging. Their website has some great resources. This is a very complicated and nuanced topic and discussion, and as always, I recommend that you have a well-balanced opinion, so thank you to Rebecca for that email. Lastly tonight, I want to get your opinion on something I'm considering for next week. 
Mac Brown versus the NCAA. After he unleashed on the governing body that rules over college football, he chastised the leadership after they denied the transfer of one of his players, accusing them of ignoring the needs of the students and their mental health. First, got to say, I find it a little interesting that he's accusing of the NCAA of putting business first while also profiting heavily from it, being paid $5 million a year to coach a public university. But his words are ringing true for a lot of folks. And while that story is getting front page headlines all over the place, I actually think there's another story that's just as significant, but for some reason was met with more cutesy news coverage. Even People Magazine had some fun with the clickbait, saying Duke's quarterback got denied a homework extension after they upset Clemson. Oh boy, those Duke professors, they don't, they don't mess around, do they? But is, uh, is that the real story? Or how about this one instead? The conference scheduled a Monday night game that started at 8 p.m. and lasted late into the night, followed by media interviews even later into the night, during the school year, with class the next day. And then we're made to believe it was the quarterback who wasn't prioritizing school. How about Clemson? They still had to travel home afterward. Do you remember when college football was only on Saturdays because, you know, those kids are in school? Not anymore. Not this game. It's got to be the lone Monday night feature with the big TV audience and the massive sales dollars. And who can blame them? Isn't that why ESPN paid the ACC $3.6 billion for the rights to show these students, these kids play football? I'm sure they're looking to make a profit. I would. Monday night's game was a perfect scenario. Fresh-faced QB, underdog win, holiday weekend, prime time, cha-ching. I've started to go down a, a bit of a rabbit hole on this one, if you haven't been able to tell. I spent an hour roping in the entire sports department. I ranted in their office yesterday. My apologies to them. I trap people. Let me know your thoughts on this. I really want to know. Email me, dan at wral.com. Lots to talk about next week and every week. So tell me what's on your mind, and we'll go in depth. And in local news, the Designery of North Raleigh is holding a grand opening event at noon on May 16th. Please stop by and join the party. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of The Designery. I am True Merrill. I am the project manager. The Designery grand opening, we're scheduled to open May 16th and do our grand opening party then. Uh, we're going to be catering some food. We're doing some giveaways. We have a VR headset, an Echo Show, some kitchen gadgets, and some fancy knives. 12 to 2 p.m. Please stop by our showroom, 3030 Wake Forest Road. That's The Designery at thedesignery.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.